Hey everybody, this is Pete Brown, the big man on campus, host of Sports Wednesday. I want to say thanks to our sponsors, Hoopsters, the basketball-themed board game you can only get at hoopsters.store for donating both their pre-roll and mid-roll ads for the month of July to let us talk about Pelotonia. The Pelotonia is a fundraising bike ride that raises funds that support cancer research for the James Cancer Center here in Columbus, Ohio. Fighting cancer in and of itself is a great thing and worth your support, but here at Sports Wednesday, it's a little more personal than that. As longtime listeners to the show know, back in 2012, our musical director, the maestro Brian Hake, was diagnosed with AML, a form of leukemia, and he was treated at the James successfully. He is now seven years cancer-free and has ridden in seven Pelotonias since that time. And I know we like to joke with Maestro during our Cancer Question segment, but the truth is, he's here with us today because of the work they do at the James. I remember visiting Maestro once a week or so back when he was sick and he was there at the James, and I saw it firsthand, the amazing work that they do there. So I can tell you from the bottom of my heart, that this is a cause worth supporting. The Coach Maestro and myself will all be riding 100 miles in the Pelotonia this year, and if you'd like to donate to our rides, here's what you do. Head to pelotonia.org, that's P-E-L-O-T-O-N-I-A dot org, for my ride, backslash Pete Brown, for Coach's ride, backslash Baseball Guy, and for Maestro's ride, backslash B. Hake. And as I record this promo, I just want to let you know, Maestro's fundraising is way behind this year. So if you have to pick one of our rides to donate to, let it be Maestro's. If there's one thing I know you'll agree with, it's that cancer sucks. We here at Sports Wednesday thank you in advance for considering a donation. Good times, everybody. Good times. Now on to the show. Okay, here we go. We're going to do this in three, two, one. Hey everybody, if you're doing a Sports Wednesday workout, start now and we'll tell you when we reach the halfway point of the podcast so you can turn around and head for home. And cueing coach in three, two, one. Non-medium sports analyst Cole Medvick joins us to talk about the NBA's new superstar map and I offer up an apology that has been a long time coming. Yeah. And we catch up with the ups and downs at Wimbledon scared the shit out of me oh my god is that hogan's heroes <laughs> and we recorded this show last thursday so everything we say has probably already been proven wrong but at least we've got a hilarious cancer question to lift your spirits everybody live from the poo poo dome this is That was that was enjoyable. Nice work. Nice work. Welcome to Sports Wednesday, everybody. Sports talk for the medium fan. That means we know the big storylines. We just get the details wrong. But that's okay. We're okay with that. And you need to be okay with that. And if you're okay with that and we're okay with it, then then we have an agreement. We have an understanding that will allow us to continue with the podcast. My name's Pete Brown. I'm the big man on campus. You'll hear my co-hosts call me BMOC. That's what that stands for. Let me tell you who these co-hosts are. First of all, this guy. This guy. 
This guy's a basketball legend, and he's not afraid to admit when he's wrong. It's the coach, Matt Longley. How are you, coach? I'm good. I'm very humble, but I'm good. And he's never wrong. Well he's done. He's never wrong. All right, and that other voice was this guy. This guy. He's got sick guitar licks, but he will occasionally shock you with a German accent coming out of nowhere. <laughs> the maestro, Brian Haik. Hey, I had a uh, chili cheese dog from DQ tonight. So I know, I know delicious. that now. Nice, that sounds good. But let me ask you, what inspired a sudden German accent for a Wimbledon pickup? Was it the, German? Oh. I thought I was trying to be British. He was going British. I knew it. Oh my god! It was an aggressive British that turned into Colonel Clink. It did sound like <laughs> Colonel Clink. That's We're what, gonna have to. That's what happens when you try an accent on the fly. I gotcha. Well, hey, it's a big swing, and that's what we're all about. Nice work there, Maestro. Everybody, you can follow the show on on Twitter at Sport Wednesday. That's Sport Singular Wednesday. Still hoping to get that S. Oh. Fingers are crossed. It'll be a good day. And over on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. How are we doing on Instagram, fellas? Hmm, let me give it a gander. I would say that we are, last I checked, we were 117. So we were pushing upwards. And right now we are sitting at... 117 still. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. No news is good news. So uh, if you listen to the show last week, which technically for us just came out yesterday, I said <laughs> this is the week to follow us because Coach and I are going on vacation and vacation's all about Instagram content. Okay. So uh, you're, you should be in the middle of the week as you listen to this and you're probably like, yeah, yeah, there's good content already. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Good stuff. All right. And finally, I just want to remind you all, Sports Wednesday merchandise is available. It looks great. There is a duvet cover. Coach, I heard that you ordered the miniskirt. I did. I, I figured mm. if, if, if I was going to be a trendsetter, why not go with a miniskirt? And I, I can't wait. Yeah. So the, e- the easiest way to do that is go to sportswednesday.com, click the merch tab, and you have links to all three of our logos. It's some good stuff. It's some great stuff. Maestro, uh, are you going to order anything? Yeah. I just wonder, because like, I know you don't listen to the show after we record it, so I <laughs> thought after you designed the logo, you're like, no, no, no. I don't no, listen I don't. to the show today. <laughs> We're just teasing, buddy. All right. Morning commute, afternoon commute. We keep them both to about six minutes. I swear to God, six minutes, that's all it takes. Hey, can, I, uh, can I get a shirt? Can I use the petty cash from the- uh, from the, uh, the hoopsters money? The sponsor of money? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you got? Do you have the cool, cop, you have the envelope in the in the peepee dome that's got like what twenty five bucks in it? There's a uh, there's a lock box. You have to know the com for the lock box that's to get right. to the petty cash. Yeah, and it's just jam packed. What's the uh, Sports Wednesday uh, uh, car wash? Oh, fundraiser. <laughs> <laughs> Me uh, out in a half shirt. Yeah, holding up a. Seat. I uh, I actually found an Arby's down in uh, Portsmouth and Wheelersburg. <laughs> But but they demand that we call it a car wash. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I don't know if I could do. It. All right, let's get to the morning commute, Maestro. Well, joining us today, it's our old friend Cole Medvec. Cole, how you been? I've been awesome. He has been awesome. Cole was the first ever guest on Sports Wednesday, and actually tonight's appearance makes him the second ever guest. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it means you guys like me that much, huh? Yeah, still struggling to book those athletes, but we'll get one sooner or later. I know we will. So, uh, 
Cole, now Cole runs the website uh, filmgrinder.com and he is a, a football analyst, right? He's a non-medium guy. He looks at the numbers and he tells you what the numbers are going to say. Uh, but we brought him on to talk NBA uh, because free agency has gone crazy in the past week. And then a tweet of yours, Cole, caught my eye and I thought we should come back on and talk about it. So just the big moves, you know, we know Kawhi going to um, Brooklyn. Yeah. What? I'm sorry, Kawhi, Kawhi going to the Clippers? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that gives them uh, Montrez, Green, and here's your tweet, Cole. Here's what you said. My hoop score data says this Clippers team is the most dominant team of all time. This is not a joke. This team is better than the Durant Warriors. Mm-hmm. And then Durant went to Brooklyn. Uh, Kyrie Irving went to Brooklyn. So let's just talk first of all about your take on the Clippers, and then we'll just run down through some of these big moves and teams. Yeah. So basically the Clippers, they were not really talked about big time last year, but then they go to the playoffs. They really compete well against the Warriors, getting two wins against the KD Warriors where KD was still healthy. And they have so many pieces on that team that are just not talked about in the same way where Lou Williams, I have, according to my data, played better than Kemba Walker last year. He was kind of between Kemba and Kyrie. And so right there, you have like an all-star caliber player who is older, but is still performing like an all-star. And so it's not just, hey, you have two all-stars with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. You have Lou Williams, who is also incredible. And they also are like the Raptors, where they have a bunch of depth, where Montreal's like Harrell is incredible as well. I have him as like very comparable to like Kevin Love, for example. So can you can you give us like a uh, layman's version of what data you look at when you make mm-hmm. these assessments? Yeah. So a lot of the way that people look at NBA players, it's like, OK, how many points do you have rebounds, stuff like that? What I do is I take a lot of that data. I take a lot of the defensive data and I do it on a minute by minute basis. So it's the production you give me per every minute you play, not just your counting stats. So. That's where someone like Russell Westbrook might not look as good because, yes, he has awesome stance, but on a per minute basis, not so much. Sure. So, so Cole, so Cole, do you is it similar to the like the plus minus they do in hockey, like the minutes on ice? Are you doing it similar to that? So yeah, taking the yeah, it's, it's and the pretty similar. Pretty similar. That's what I thought. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what I do is I look at every NBA season. Basically, I have the best season of all time. And I basically compare everyone to that. So the 0 to 100 representation is the percentage you are compared to the best season of all time, essentially. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay, so let's then talk just about the West because there's been, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like an arms waste in the rest. And, and just before we came on, we learned, you know, reportedly Russell Westbrook going to Houston for, for uh, Chris Paul. Uh, we don't expect you to have data on that, but let's talk about what you think of the Warriors now. We know, you know, the Bass brothers are still there, but KD is gone. And I'd like to know what you think about the Lakers as well. Yeah, so the Warriors, I think, are still going to be incredible. So I think D'Angelo Russell is a people I don't think really appreciate him at all, where he was an all-star. I have him as, as good as Kyrie Irving at this point, but he's still under the radar. Uh, I think that comparing him even to Clay Thompson is not even fair. Where I actually think that D'Angelo Russell is overall better 
And I think that's something that not a lot of people are going to say, but I'm not very high. My data says that Clay Thompson is pretty overrated. So losing him and gaining D'Angelo Russell, I think that they're still going to be very good. I would say that they, if they were in the East, I would say they would still probably win the East. They're very similar to the Sixers in team quality. Yep. So, yeah, I like them quite a bit. The Nets also, I'm not super high on. I would actually compare them more to like the Wizards, where you have John Wall who was injured, and then you got Bradley Beal. And it's very similar talent to Kevin Durant, because Kevin Durant's coming off an injury that no one has ever come back the same way from. So Okay. So you have Katie and Kyrie on the Nets. Uh, Philadelphia lost Kemba Walker, right? He signed with the mm-hmm. uh, the Heat, I think. Uh, Milwaukee didn't seem to help themselves so much. I mean, who do you think's coming out of the East right now? Who's your East favorite? That that is a tough one. So Milwaukee is hard to say because it it is totally reliant on Giannis, like just totally having another MVP caliber season. If he does not have that, I don't see how they have any shot whatsoever because the entire team is just not, it's very overrated in overall talent. Like Chris Middleton is, he's good. He was an all-star, but like he's someone that I think if he was not on Milwaukee, he would not be an all-star. So you don't think, you don't think Middleton's like a legit number two because they lost Brogdon, which gave them that third option. So you think Middleton's kind of a flash in the pan or you think he's, he's better. He's because of the situation with Giannis, he comes off as better than he really is. Yeah, that's exactly. Um, Okay. He's not even like a Kevin Love caliber. I mean, I like his athleticism. I mean, I, 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 I like it. I can see what you're saying too. Um, and he resigned with him, so we'll never know now. So, um, Mm -hmm. But they're missing that third piece too. Yeah, I mean they got Bledsoe, but yeah, who's still good. But again, he's not. So if you had to put money down on who comes out of the East, mm-hmm. where's your money going? Um, <laughs> I would say, I'd probably say Boston. That would be my guess. That's the one that no one wants to say. And I feel like the narrative is going to be that oh, Kyrie left. They're going to be awesome. But I think that the difference between Kemba and Kyrie is insignificant and i typically a lot of these prospects really jump out their third year so i'm assuming jason tatum is going to have an all-star season i have him projected to be very very good and they just have so much depth they have so many players gordon hayward's coming back from injury so they should be significantly better and of course they have uh Brad Stevens coach right now. <laughs> his, heart, his heart's beating through his chest <laughs> hearing that, that goodness. Okay. So then back to the West and I, I forgot to tell you, and I don't know if you would use this in your quantitative analysis, but all three of us on sports Wednesday have agreed that um, Clay Thompson has a very punchable face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to, not going to disagree. Uh, okay. So let, so we got, Boogie Cousins joining LeBron in the Lakers. He's also coming off a pretty bad injury. What do you see the Lakers? Oh, do see, they- oh man. yeah, I'm, I'm giant. I'm really hoping the Lakers uh, win the championship. I would say that their data is unbelievable. Where before I was saying the Clippers had the best team of all time, but the thing is, as soon as they added Boogie, I was like, just looking at the numbers, that was like the piece that put them over the edge. The only thing, though, with that is whether or not 
LeBron is going to be able to keep performing to the level that he has in the past. And I mean, if he can, then I would say the Lakers are actually at this point, the best team because Boogie's data last year, everyone was talking about how he wasn't his typical self, but his production, I think was highly underrated last year. I think that he is still one of the best players in the league. I think that it's just a matter if he himself can stay healthy. I, it might even be better to just barely play him and just keep him for like the playoffs. I think that might be a better situation for him. But so you you think like so you're saying right on paper you, you think the Lakers by far are not by far but are the number one team. But so mm-hmm. you don't think that I mean like Anthony Davis and you just said about LeBron playing at a high level and with Boogie Cousins. I mean those injuries and the fact that they they are injury prone. Well, LeBron's not, but now that he's come off a groin injury, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like they look good on paper, but they're one injury away from being a seven seed. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, so that's where it's just a matter of what can end up happening with that situation. And it's just like how the Warriors lost. I think it's the same same scenario. It's all yeah. going to be luck based. Yeah. It'll all come down to injury at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah so if, the, does. if everything goes right for the Lakers, and coach, you said this once these once these moves were made, right? You said they're instantly one of the top. Oh, by far, yes. Yeah. Like right. right now, they look if, if if these guys stay healthy and they gel. Yeah. I mean, gel. That's the thing. That's the gel. If they <laughs> thank gel, you, Meister, our musical director, chiming in. Good job, Meister. I'm very medium, but yeah, I, <laughs> you know, these guys have never played together before, as far as we know, right? So, on paper, yeah, and by the data, they. They should be awesome, but man, they might not like each other. They might not like how they pass to each other. You never know. It's crazy. You, you never know. So uh, Russell Westbrook in Houston for Chris Paul with the beard. Enough basketballs for those. They're just gonna. They're just gonna fight over the ball. <laughs> how is that gonna work? I, what do you think, Cole? Uh, yeah, give me your hot take, your quick take on that. Yeah, um, I just don't <laughs> see how it works. I think that they're gonna be significantly worse. I think that Westbrook is not as Bad is what people think, but he's also not as good. Uh, I would say that he's a borderline all-star player. So going from Chris Paul, which my stuff says that he's one of the best players of all time, going from that to Westbrook, I kind of feel bad for the Houston fans, to be honest. <laughs> that's that's horrible. That's Especially yeah, I, when you have James Harden. I know, too. That. There, I mean... Uh, that's two guys that demand the ball. I mean, they're they're going to have isolation, so they're going to pass to the one guy. They're going to have one guy on one wing and one guy on the other wing. Pass to the other guy. The other three guys are just going to stand off to the side. <laughs> That's well, you know, already right yeah, now. Their offense right now is pass it to maybe Harden. They're, maybe they're planning to trade, trade Harden. <laughs> maybe. I, I just I can't even fathom that. So I thought last year that, or I guess this year, that James Harden should have been the MVP over Giannis. So... By, I do too. I mean, it, his 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 numbers and what he did with that team and and what he had and how he literally threw him on his shoulders for that one stretch where he was scare, scoring what over 35, 36 points a game. I mean, he mm-hmm. was amazing. Well, I'll tell you, tell you what else, Colin. You might want to run numbers on this. Uh, once we knew Boogie Cousins was going to the Lakers, uh, we offered that the other three starters on the Lakers would be the three of us. We're, <laughs> we're, we're three 48-year-old white guys from Ohio, but we still think the Lakers would be competitive. Are, we, are they still the top seed? Yeah. Let me ask you, <laughs> Probably, what, right? what, what team improved themselves uh, that we're not hearing about, right, that we might be surprised by? Um, 
That's a tough one. So I would probably say... I mean, I want to say the Clippers because they got significantly better. I think that they probably had the biggest jump in terms of talent, even though they were still good before. Um, I would say a team that you might not be... I guess you might not think about. I'd probably say the Knicks, to be honest. And that's something that a lot of people just... Right now, they're the joke of the NBA, of course. Yep. Right now, they're the Browns. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, Dennis Smith is so good, and so is getting R.J. Barrett, where having the combination of those two guys, I think, is such a, a, a good duo. I think that they're a team that two, three years from now, they're going to be looked at very similar to like Portland. And I think that if you get an all-star out of either one of them, and I think that they'll both be future all-stars, that they'll eventually be able to attract free agents. And so I would probably say the Knicks just getting R.J. Barrett alone. Yeah. Yeah. And well, if the Knicks make the playoffs, that's a huge win for their next season, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a monumental push for them. Yeah, they're definitely a year away. But if they, I, I think if they tank this year though, and they get another guy, then that'll be just unbelievable for them. If they get another like number one overall, or even a top three guy. That's all they need. Hey, Cole, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, as far as college guys becoming pros, how long do you like? Do you give them two, three years in the mm -hmm. in the pros to before their their data becomes legit? Yeah. So usually when they come in, they play about. You take their college score and they usually play about 80% of that as a rookie. So they'll have 80% of the production. And then the second year is usually around 90. Then after that, it'll kind of be what you were in college. And then past that, it's normally all based off of how good of a shooter you are. And so mm -hmm. from that point, the data doesn't really, it's not very helpful, yeah. uh, your college data. So four years in, doesn't matter. All right, Cole, uh, tell us what the numbers are, are saying about our Cavaliers. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I, I think that the Cavs are, they have potential. They got potential. It's all about whether or not Kevin Love stays healthy. I would say that they could make the playoffs, but it is it is not likely. Okay. <laughs> it is not likely. Uh, Sexton but is good, but... Larry Nance Jr.? Yeah, I'm not a fan. Not a, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I like him as a Cleveland guy, but yeah, yeah, he's he's very he's average. He's the uh, he's the J.R. Smith of. of <laughs> That's basically what he is. J.R. Smith, the uh, small forwards, nice. Yeah. yeah. So another <laughs> another rough year on him for the Cavs. That's all right. I think we all knew that. So okay, let me uh, let me tell folks where they can find you, Cole. Right now, a YouTube channel is is doing quite well, and that is. Uh, videos a lot a lot about the browns right now mm -hmm. but it's nfl in general right and that's film grinders is that the youtube yep okay and uh, it's good i i got sucked into a, a wormhole there and probably watched uh, 45 50 minutes worth of them and your, num your numbers are looking good <laughs> so that's you. good stuff yeah um where any anything else that uh wh where people can find you if they want to look it up uh really just the youtube channel and twitter and now my twitter. website is still in development so yeah. Okay, it's, and he's not at, really a whole lot there right now, but Twitter for updates. That's right. At Cole from Clee, C L E for mm -hmm. Twitter. And his pin tweet is his analysis of the college QBs. And you know, we're going <laughs> to ask about it, Cole. We're, we're seeing, we're all three Ohio Bobcats, and we're seeing Nathan Rourke, fourth, fourth rounder projected. What, what's the story? 
Okay, so last year when I talked about him, I was saying that I didn't even think he could be any kind of quarterback in the NFL. And I thought that was hilarious where I'm like, okay, he's going to be a wide receiver or something. He could yes. be Braxton Miller. Yes, yes, I remember that. <laughs> well, th- it's crazy because this last year, he was so good in college. He was one of the best quarterbacks in the NCAA. I was like, that, that blew my mind. I did not expect that at all. Right now, he looks like a high-end backup, but he's someone that, you might have that weird year where he starts for a team for yeah. whatever reason, and he could actually do something. Now, is he a long-term solution to anything? No, but he's kind of like, he reminds me a lot of like Jacoby Brissett in terms of like talent. I'm not saying in terms of the way he plays, yeah, but the way he had that good year with the Colts, mm-hmm. very yeah. similar. So, so I, I do want to speak up and say something because I feel like I have to, because All the right. last time we spoke, Cole, you, yeah. we talked about the the draft, and you were very Baker high Mayfield. on a specific quarterback, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> and myself, I would say that I was probably polar opposite of that discussion. And I kept uh, yeah. saying, "I don't get it. I don't. I don't. I don't see what you see." So I want to come on here and 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 say I was very, very wrong, and you were extremely, <laughs> extremely right. I've had to say this to a lot of people that I've talked to. So I want to give you extreme kudos because you spotted a great quarterback and I did not and I I was wrong so I want to give you some serious props on that well, so well, hey, thank you last year yeah well we'll see I don't know <laughs> he gave us one exciting year right now I'm very happy so I'm okay is there is there a sophomore slump I mean is that something that happens to NFL quarterbacks um oh I don't think so I I think okay. that a lot of I think it happens to some guys but there's some guys that come in like Deshaun Watson where they just have such good talent around them where I think a lot of his like strength comes from like DeAndre Hopkins. So yeah. if Baker Mayfield, who came in with really not a whole lot of talent where, yeah, you had Jarvis Landry. Yeah, you had a few guys, but it wasn't like it's not like David Njoku is Rob Gronkowski and you have right. the best O-line in the league. So if his talent, which is significantly better, is able to really keep up then i would say he should just be he should be far better i would say i mean obviously i know browns fans think it but mvp is definitely in the it's Ooh, definitely coming i love that definitely all coming right. All, all right all right big big swings well and uh coach i know that you weren't high in baker mayfield but you you know you're still pining for spurgeon win and charlie <laughs> hey just give him a chance right that's right. Uh, okay, Cole. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming on. I'm sorry it took so long, but we really thought we'd be booking athletes, and, and we don't. <laughs> <laughs> we mostly just talk amongst ourselves, but uh, it's always good when somebody has actual data and can talk about what the numbers are saying, because we are not those guys. So I uh, appreciate it. Check out Cole's YouTube channel. He's at Cole from Clee on Twitter. One last tweet. I have to bring it up, Cole, because when I read this, I was like, this man is a true Cleveland hero. November 26, 2018, Cole tweets, I just found out I'm getting cheated on, but at least the Browns are winning. He's a Twitter hero of Cleveland. <laughs> That's a that great was, Oh, yeah. man. Well, yeah. I, uh, I, we don't want to yeah, we don't want to get into your, uh, your relationship business. I hope it worked out for you. But uh, I, I, for one, <laughs> yes, as soon yes. as I saw that, I sent it to the guys. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, this is uh, Cole Medvec, and check out filmgrinders.com, Film Grinders YouTube channel, and at Cole from Clee. Cool. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate Thanks, it. Cole. Thank you.
you guys something medium about the NBA, then we'll wrap this up. Uh, every time that we talk about Jimmy Butler, in my head, I hear Jimmy Walker. A dynamite! <laughs> dynamite! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I'm, that's, like, uh, that's like Stedman and Bregman. Yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. All right. So that's the NBA free agency stuff. Hopefully you're not hearing this. Hopefully we got our cool uh, interview. Oh, with I hope so. That was so much better. Uh, if not, uh, well, you tuned in expecting medium sports talk. So that's what you're getting. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. It's time for the Hills at Maestro Wood. Oh. The Hills. I got nice my shirt. I got my white shorts on and my white sneakers. Oh boy, here fresh, we go. fresh, fresh, fresh from the country club, Maestro. What's going on, Wimbledon update? Wimbledon. So yeah, we uh, well, this will be like already have happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> this will be over by the time we. I don't even know why this is on here, but oh uh, wait, let's tr- hang on. Let me change the intro. Well, Wimbledon wrapped up this weekend, Maestro. <laughs> tell us what happened. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Federer put up a good fight, but uh, Djokovic beat him, and uh, Serena beat Simona Halep for her uh, her eleventh uh, or twelfth uh, Wimbledon title. So there you have it. All right, those are Maestro's predictions. If you're listening right now, you're either going Maestro's a genius, or you're going uh, he, he got that way wrong, or you're going what is tennis. <laughs> Actually, you know, today, I don't know. I know that Federer, Nadal, and, and is it Djokovic? Is that yeah, Djokovic. Those three guys are definitely in the semis. I don't know who the fourth guy is, but I don't know who plays who. So I'm just Federer gonna... is playing Nadal because I was just going to oh. tell you that uh, the tickets for those are flying like yeah. they're insane. Yeah, because those two are battling out for like best of all time. But I think, I think, wow, well, I don't know. I think it's going to be Federer and Djokovic in the final and then. Uh, and who wins it, Maestro? Uh, Djokovic. And then um, Serena. And the women's? Yeah, Serena. That that final's already set up. It's it's Simona Halep. Mm-hmm. And Serena. Um, yeah. Who are you picking? Serena. Serena. Yeah. All right. Uh, I also picked Djokovic and Serena. Uh, I just wanted to give you guys a little uh, a little Croatian lesson. Uh, Djokovic is not his actual last name. Did you know that? No, I didn't. What is it? Yeah. So what happened was he was like a class clown going, growing up. And so the teacher's like, oh, look at Mr. Djokovic. <laughs> so, All right, coach, who's, who are your picks here for Wimbledon singles? Men's? Oh, I'm, I'm picking uh, Nadal and mm-hmm. uh, Serena. And Serena. So Serena's a push if she wins, but uh, some differentiation there. There's point on the line if Nadal or Djokovic wins. So if you want to go see... Uh, Federer and Nadal, the starting ticket price, the starting ticket price is $9,000. Wow. 7,000 euros, 7,000 pounds. Okay. 9,000, 9,000 US dollars. That's the starting price on StubHub. Wow. Is this, is this like the trivia question you didn't have time to come up with? So you're sharing it now? Well, that's right. I did put Wimbledon as this trivia. Oh, you, he did. We might have to pause for that later. I'm so sorry. No worries. Hey, uh, no worries. I don't have one. (laughs) I will say about Wimbledon, I think that there's three big stories that kind of came out this year. Um, Corey Coco Goff, who's Coco Coco. She's the uh, 15 year old sensation that uh, made it to the quarterfinals. 
um, American uh, tennis player. And then also Allison Riske. I don't know if that you pronounce her last name. Risky or just Risk. I don't know. But uh, she lost to Serena in the semis. She's another American player that uh, battled, her, battled her way through and beat, uh, I think she beat the top seed. So um, I think that's, that's, that's good. That's, that's a good, good medium recap. And Riley Opelka. Riley Opelka. Six foot 11. Won a, made it a couple rounds, but he's this giant American so tennis be player. The tall, maybe the tallest one. Tallest, the yeah. So. The Randy Johnson of, of tennis. Oh, Randy Johnson kills a bird. Do they, do they call him the big unit? <laughs> I hope so. They do now. Okay. Well, we have Wimbledon trivia coming up. I got lots of great Wimbledon trivia, so that'll be good. Uh, but that's a very medium recap. Hopefully, we were correct in our predictions. Uh, once again, folks, you know, we got a vacation. We, just, we, can't, we can't always get the show out right on time. It's the hills at Maestro Wood. At Maestro Wood. Nice work. And uh, now... Uh, guys, we said we were going to do this every week, and we immediately forgot to do it last week. So now we have to do it. The Big Bucket of Cards. But it's time once again for the Big Bucket of Cards. Big Bucket of Cards. Big Bucket of Cards. So I got my Big Bucket of Cards. It's more like a big box, a broken box. It is. Big bucks. So we're using uh, Maestro's buck box. Last time we drew from Maestro's, we had the Basher Bob Asher, yes, 1974 Chicago Bears. Uh, he's In a moment, he's going to draw out a card, and we're going to try and get that person on the show. We are betting a cool 0-0. Zero, zero, zero. Please be OJ. Are we ready? Are we ready to do this? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Do you have the drum already? All right, we ready? <laughs> Pat Rocket. Ooh, Pat Rocket. Looks like he plays for the Braves. He played for the Braves. Oh, he's wearing the fantastic. Oh, I wish we were alive because his uniform is the shirt I always wanted and the hat I always wanted. What year are we talking there? All right, so. Oh, God. Why'd you do that? Why'd I have never heard that? of this guy, and I have HBK. You have major HBK. 77. 77. 77 Braze, Pat Rocket, we're coming for you, buddy. So we'll let me tell you, you what show. it says on the bottom. Pat boasts the strongest arm of any infielder in Braves organization. Was a two-time All-Star in the minor leagues. Braves, Pat Rocket, shortstop. All right, Pat Rocket, That's we're going to get him on the show. It's going to be fantastic. He was, draft- he was drafted number one in, in 73. He's the number one draft pick. From wow. 1973. I noticed the Maestro Big Bucket of Cards definitely skews earlier than Coach's Big Bucket of oh, Cards. Yes, yes oh, mine yeah, ranges. Sure. I've got more range. His is definitely old school. All right. Well, follow us on Instagram. You'll get to see the image of that Pat Rocket card this week. I know Maestro is going to post that. Uh, Pat Rocket, Atlanta Pat Braves. Rocket. They don't say what. Oh, shortstop. Okay. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's a pretty good. That's a pretty good baseball name. Is it R O C K E T? It's two. Like it's two the T's. double T at the end. Nice. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. Pat Rocket played for the Braves, and he was also a C-list uh, comic book for Marvel. <laughs> Pat Rocket saves the day. All right. That's the big bucket of cards, and uh, we're going to try to get them this week. And uh, and I think we got to give it more than a week. We got to give it two weeks. We'll, we'll chase them. We'll pick a new one next week anyway, but we'll keep chasing Rocket. How's that? I mean, we just need to find one of these guys that has a true Twitter presence. Yeah. And we can we can find him. That's right. It'll happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. All right, Maestro, uh, you're going to put down your Pat Rocket card and pick up that guitar? Yeah. You know, it would be, aw- be awesome if Maestro played the, the guitar one night. 
The what? All right. Time for the fun spot. Fun spot. Fun spot. Coach reviews the replacements movie. <laughs> All right, and here's a segment we created and, in fact, are following up on, which makes it rare amongst our segments. But we we each assigned an old sports movie to one of the other uh, hosts of the show, and they have to review it and let us know if it holds up. Maestro picked The Replacements, and it got assigned to Coach. Yes, that would be me. That's right, and Coach watched it, and he's going to tell us about uh, watching. Now, Coach, I don't want to hear about the snacks you had. Okay. I want to hear about where you were sitting. Okay. I don't want to. Okay. I All just right. want to hear about the show. Okay. All right. That's fine. I, uh, I was sitting on a couch. I had Mike and Mike <laughs> and I drank two, uh, two high lifes. But other than that, so I, uh, I sat down to the replacements, which I have to admit, I think I've only seen parts of this. I've never seen the entire movie. Um, and I had a different memory of this movie. I didn't know it was played. It, it was, it was a more of a straight comedy um, mm-hmm. I thought it was played. I thought it was more of a drama. I did. I, I guess I went into that not knowing. Cause I, I, I remember, um, this movie, I remember Keanu being in it. I'm like, Oh, okay. I remember the football parts. So watching this movie, I got to say my first impression of it is that the, the, the concept, I love it. I love the concept of the, the replacement players. I, I'm a big fan of Gene Hackman. Quite honestly, Keanu does a fantastic job. And it's a sports movie, so I'm not going to go and say, okay, that the, 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 I'm not worried about the dialogue. The dialogue is sports movie dialogue. It does a great job. But a lot of the movie, and you're going to appreciate this, Pete, because you love this stuff. It felt like all the movie was, was put together with like B-roll. Like all it was was like these chunks that had no connections, but they just took all this film. And then they realized, oh, my God, we got to cut this up into a film. Like there's no connections to stuff. And it's like these weird shots in the middle of this movie. And you're like... They show the cheerleaders and they're not looking at anything. And then there's the middle of this play. Hmm. There's not enough. And I got to tell you, there's not enough football action for me because not I enough like football not enough football action. So let's go into the characters real quickly about how could I you tell, could you tell us briefly what the plot of this is? We- so the plot is, so it's, it, it's supposed to be like 19, is it 87? I think is when they had the, oh, yep. really? it's 87. So it's supposed to be 87 when they have the, uh, the strike. Yeah, the scab players. The scab players. Actually, so the, actually happened. So these replacement players. Uh, it's a it's a football team in Washington, and they all of the players walk, and then the owner decides we're going to have scab. So the whole it's the NFL what they do with the scab players. So th- they just bring in these guys, and literally they're brought in a week before they have to play one more game. So they they bring in these guys, and they do the classic sports montage where they they pick these guys out of like. John Favreau's in it and he's a crazy cop. And then they've got Orlando Blue. I think it's Orlando Bloom, not Orlando Bloom, Orlando. I'm going to get his name wrong. Jones. Jones, Orlando Jones. And he is a guy that. Yeah, Jones is a tricky name to pronounce. Yes, it is. And they had the British guy from Notting Hill. Notting Hill, who's the kicker and smokes. He's the kicker. He's the kick. He smokes. And then they've got um, the two brothers that play offensive line that are like, they're, they're in, they do, they're bodyguards. So they have all the cliche type players. And they find him and they put him together. And of course you have the bonding moment where they get into a, a, a barroom fight. But like, so here's my problem too, is that the players that left, the quarterback that was there looks so like he shouldn't be playing football at all. Like he, they did not pick a guy that mm-hmm. you believe who is a two-time Super Bowl champ 
is supposed to be this quarterback that Falco obviously is. I mean, it's Shane Falco. I mean, it's it's Keanu Reeves. He's of course going to be better State. than Ohio State. Footsteps Shane Falco. Footsteps, if I'm not yes, mistaken. it is because he uh, he got crushed in this Sugar Bowl. I think it was that 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 they talk about. That might have been Point Break the Sugar Bowl. No, the Sugar Bowl is this one. Oh, that's okay. So they, they so the movie plays out. You have your typical love story with the the cheerleader, and it's all nice. And then it comes down to the end. And the, I, I got to tell you, the last eight minutes are a great sports movie. Like they 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 come together. You you're rooting for them. You know they're going to win. Spoiler alert. And to me, it was Didn't a movie that, that car get flipped over. In that yes, movie? they flipped the car over. It's one of those things that like I, I if I were going to do this movie, if they were going to reboot this movie. I think I would play it more on the straight side because I think this would be a great. Shane Falco lived on a boat too, didn't he? He lived on a boat. God, you have a great memory. Oh, man, of good boat. time. He has high. He has H, uh, T R K. H R K. Yes, high replacements knowledge. So, like, if I were going to give this a rating, let's go ahead and give it a rating out of ten. I'm I'm, I'm rating this out of sports movies. I'd probably give this maybe a six point five. I think that's where I'm going to go. That's yeah. solid. That's solid. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it, but it, you know, it was, I get sucked into that movie every time it's on. And I will too. Now that I've watched the whole thing, I'll watch it. I, uh, I keep, I'm trying to look here online and see who the, the quarterback, the full-time quarterback that's replaced by Falco. Right. Yes. I'm looking for his he's name. He's been in other movies too. He's always kind of, plays kind of a jerky. Yes. Jerky. Brett Cullen. Yeah. He's, he's, this guy's done a lot of things. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's got he's, a, he's got you. a punchable face. He's always oh, like, he does. sort of bad boyfriend. He's always been a bad dude. I don't think he's ever played a good guy. Oh yeah, he's the Steve Zabka of sports movies. Oh, big time. All right, Brett Cullen. All right, so coach uh, deems the replacements which Maestro uh, thought was still good. He deems it as eminently watchable. He'll yep. get sucked into it and you legitimately enjoyed it. There you go. Yes, I did. All right, so that is the. Uh, so now we have a review coming up from Maestro. Is going to be reviewing. What is he reviewing? Rocky Four. Rocky, I can't wait for that. That's right, and, and I will be. Uh, I'm reviewing Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Oh, that was just on. That's on uh, mm-hmm. something right now. TNT or mm-hmm. something. We watched it last night. That's a weird ass movie. All right, I know it is. Nice job on that fun spot. We ready? Yeah. Do it. Fun spot. Fun spot. Shane Falco lefty. He lives on a boat. Hey, everybody. Let's do a commercial break. <laughs> I- Nice job. That wraps up the morning commute. Exactly six seconds, guys. <laughs> I mean, six minutes. I'm not even in here. Am I here? I'm not here. here. I am here. want to thank the folks at Hoopsters.store. They've donated their pre-roll and mid-roll ads through the month of July so we can ask Maestro questions about cancer and he can give us uncomfortable answers. Oh, dear. We're normalizing cancer questions. We have hundreds of thousands of fans. Uh, literally, I had 30 or 40 questions to sift through today to pick tonight's Maestro, so that's good. Maestro, uh, the three of us ride in a ride called the Pelotonia, and we raise funds for the James Cancer Center, where, where Maestro was treated in 2012. And uh, if you donate to our rides, that money goes to cancer research. It doesn't go to Maestro, first of all, and it doesn't go to porta-potties or anything. No. 
And uh, as part of that, we're, we're going to ask Maestro a cancer question a couple more weeks. Oh, you said this was going to be a sad one, didn't you? I, I, I did dark say dark that, one? but but I did not actually follow up uh, and pick a sad or dark oh, good. question. Good. I'm not... I, I, I like the one that I picked, though. I think okay. it's pretty good. Okay. And uh, one that is... you've never asked me before? I have never asked it to you. This one comes from a listener in New Mexico. <laughs> okay. His name's... Uh, Augie Lipschitz. Augie, thank you for the question. <laughs> All right, Maestro, here's what Augie would like to know. Finish this sentence. Oh, boy. The, the thing about cancer that you would think is terrible but really wasn't so bad is. Oh, man. I know. Augie, good question. Good question. If if we had video, we'd be pushing in on a slow zoom on yeah. Maestro's oh. face as the sweat gathers on his upper lip. I'm, I'm seeing it live right now. I, um, I mean, I, I'm sure that this is probably a, a common answer, but I, I will say um, until you until you get cancer or survive cancer, which, you know, I'm immensely grateful for, but it does change your perspective on everything. Um, things that, uh, I mean, I, I think, you know, seven, eight years away from my treatment, I, I've moved on in a lot of ways, but there's a, a new baseline to everything. Once you survive a, th- a life threatening disease and you just yeah. look at, you just look, look at life differently. And I think that that is, if, if there's one positive to take away from that, it's from cancer, it's that, you know, you just kind of. Everything, your, yeah. Yeah, every, your perspective, your, your just, your whole way of thinking is different. I gotcha. Um, I gotcha. You appreciate things on a different level. Um, I don't know. It's, it's crazy, but, uh, that, that would be my, my big takeaway. If, if it's made me a better person in that way, a better parent, just trying to be more in the moment, um, prioritizing things better. I mean, I know. BMOC, you've been worried about me because I've been working so hard or busy, but I still like that's still my baseline is just saying, all right, what's what's my priority here? And that's yeah. always based on on that life threatening experience. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Sort of a new uh, a new center, basically, if yep. you will. Then that, yeah. Uh, have you ever and the, this question just came on came in on the live stream from uh, Oslo, Norway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bjorn Hoffnuttassen. I hope I'm saying that right, Bjorn. Uh, he wants to know if you've ever, <laughs> have you ever been in a meeting at work and just stood up and yelled, I had cancer, I'm out of here. I have not, although, <laughs> man, there's been moments. Not that I would want to stand up and say I had cancer, but. Oh, I would. But just stand up and say, <laughs> say uh, yeah, screw you, I'm uh, out of here. And, uh, I'm sorry, Coach, I forgot to point out that you are allowed to steal the cancer question. Uh, you didn't ring in, so I'm assuming you didn't want to steal either of those today. Correct. I was. Uh, I think this is okay. a good night to pass again. Another pass for Another Coach pass. on stealing the cancer question. All right. Yeah. So in order to donate to our rides to the fight against cancer so that more people can have stories that end like maestros, here's what you do. Go to pelotonia.org. That is P-E-L-O-T-O-N-I-A.org backslash Pete Brown, and that would be me, or backslash baseball guy <laughs> for coach, or backslash B Hake, that's H-A-K-E, 
for Maestro. Maestro, are you, are you, how are your donations coming? About as good as your training or? Oh. Pretty much, pretty much both <laughs> have stagnated. I mean, I Harsh. had a, I had a nice run when I got home last week. What was that Sunday? Yeah. I was really proud of myself. Nothing since. Oh, I can man. see him right now. He looks like a vision of fitness though. He's going to do fantastic. He's going to be fantastic. It's, looks it's all about tan and badass. All about the mindset there. All right. So that's the cancer question. And once again, man, the people at Hoopsters. God bless them. God bless them with us since day one, donating two ads a week so we can talk about cancer. God. You folks, you folks on the live stream, you there in Oslo, Norway, go to hoopsters.store, drop in your email address so that we can tell you when you can buy a Hoopsters set. Hoopsters. All Who's right. There? It looks like it's time for the evening commute. Yeah. Here we go again. That was really good. Maestro bringing the heat tonight for sure. All right. In the evening commute, we like to update our scoreboard. We look, we give you some locks of the weeks. We do a little trivia. It's lots of fun. It's, it's so lots fun. of fun. So much fun. Okay. Last week, uh, last week's lock we were, was stage six of the Tour de France. We're huge cycling fans. I, in fact, just got back from France uh, just before <laughs> we went on the air because I went to watch. And uh, You must have been on the uh, really fast jet. And I appreciate Coach Pat. Did you? Just text me another middle finger picture, Coach. No, I didn't think so. You sent me one earlier. Maybe that's. What I got gotcha. you. Uh, okay, I appreciate you texting me who won because uh, I had to catch a flight, so I didn't see the exact end. Dylan Tunes. Tunes. Dylan Tunes won, and I'm looking at yesterday's show sheet, and none of us picked him. Uh, Maestro, you picked Julian Afalafa Pipi. Afalala. I had picked uh, Durant, I had picked the defending champ Durant Thomas and uh, coach. You picked Egan Bernal. Bernal. So that is uh, nothing for any of us. We are now still in a three-way tie. Thirty-seven of seventy-one. Yeah. Tough. That's tough. Okay. We're all tied. All tied. Uh, okay. 37 to 71. So that's going to make the next thing a little bit tricky. So we did do Wimbledon picks, which we'll figure in there. But uh, your lock of the week, it's a baseball box oh. trifecta. So a box trifecta means you, you need to pick a team that's going to win at least one game next Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. That's the 19th to the 21st. doesn't matter what day they win it on as long as they win one. Oh, okay? so you pick a team and they've got three days to win just one. Yep. Oh, oh, that was way easier than what we were That's way to different. The box trifecta. That's like when you box a trifecta in a horse race, you're saying these three horses will finish first, second, third, but I don't know in what order. Oh, all right. So you just got to okay. pick one team. Yeah. So this is, uh, you're going to pick three teams. Okay. Okay. Because yeah, it's you. a trifecta. So you have to pick three. Okay. I got you. Okay. Is, I it, got you. is it three teams for like one per day or three teams that... <laughs> Well, <laughs> we do this. 
Or is it no. three teams that will win at least one game over those three days? That's it. Okay. That's exactly right. Because right. the day, the day, the days are the box, basically. I got so, you. We're, okay. All right. We're, we ha- we have to do this in draft order, uh, but I don't know how we're going to do that because we're all tied. All right. So uh, let's do it alphabetical. How about this? You and Maestro uh, do a Rochambeau right now. Ready? Ready? I don't even know what the hell that is. Rochambeau. It's, it's, it's rock, paper, scissors. Oh, Rochambeau. I, I just won. I had uh, scissors. He had paper. And it, uh, paper, paper loses Don't look at scissors. mine. I won't. He's looking. He's looking at mine. <laughs> Some bitch. All righty. So oh. hang on. Uh, so it'll it'll go coach, maestro, me, me, maestro, coach, maestro, you're going to be the middle pick on these. Okay. One team, coach. What do you got? Boston. Maestro. LA. Which one? Nice. Dodgers? Oh, Dodgers. Okay. Uh, I will take Houston. Okay. All right, coach. Uh, no, it's Maestro now. Oh, no, I got it. I have the sandwich pick. Nice. I'll take the Yankees. Who's All right, that? Maestro. Cleveland. Oh! All right, coach. Tampa Bay. Okay, coach, your sandwich pick. God damn it. Had a look. Give me a second. Give me a second. The, the, the Orioles are looking really good. Shut coach. up. Um, all right, I'm going to take... Take uh, the freaking Yankees, dude. You already did. Oh, okay. The Yankees are gone. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to take that one team. You got uh, your Nisei hat on. Why don't you pick we, them? We need a team. The Cubs. We need a, the Cubs. Oh, I'm good, good. Cubs. All, right, all right, Maestro. I'm going Pittsburgh. Nice. Love, I love you seeing stand up for your hometown team. I'm going to go with Minnesota. 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 All right. So uh, now to get the point, all three of those teams have to win a game. One game. One game. They get three chances. I love yeah, it. Three oh, chances. Fun. That's easy. You know what? That's easy. You know what? I got to tell you, when I first heard this, I was like, this sounded really complicated. And it was one of those yeah. things that, you know, you got to watch a horse poop to make sure you know if they're <laughs> going to be good. But I think I kind of like this. I like this. Well done. I, I wanted to say last time we did a baseball trifecta and it was, as Maestro said, you had to pick a team that would win Friday, a team that would win Saturday and a team. Yes. That would win That's a lot harder to do. Uh, so harder I, to do. But since I, I forgot about the lock of the week until literally five minutes before we went on, uh, that's what I came up with. Well, can I, can I tell you, you crushed it. That was well done. Was, Thanks so much. I yeah. like it. You, you know what else we're about to crush? True, 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 true. Trivia. All right, Maestro, you uh, you picked Wimbledon trivia. I'm glad you did. I learned a lot about Wimbledon, so I'm excited. But let's go to you first for a yeah, question. You go to you first. Right, I'm going to give you a multiple choice. Oh, good. Uh, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Billie Jean King, you guys remember her? I remember Billie Jean. She was way ahead of her time. Billie Jean. She's... All right, so I'm not quite sure how many times she won Wimbledon, but let's say the first time she won Wimbledon, what was what did she win? I'm gonna give you uh, how much money? I'm gonna give you four choices. All right. All right. You get to pick what it was that she won. Okay. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Fifty thousand pounds. Ooh, that's a lot. Lifetime membership to the Wimbledon Country Club or whatever that club is called. Uh twenty-five pound gift voucher or a five year WTA exemption. Ooh, one of those is the correct answer. Billie Jean King. When she won Wimbledon, what did she win? See, 50,000 pounds sounds like a lot of money. 
I don't think she won 50,000 pounds. So I'm going to say uh, lifetime membership to whatever club it was. The and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say exemption. All right. Both of you are wrong. Oh, Ow. you got a 25 pound gift voucher. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? Compared well, to when Venus uh, Williams won, she won 300,000 pounds. Wow. That's a lot of money. Uh, Holy cow. Do the men and women win the same amount of money? Do we know that? We do. That was my actually my Wimbledon question last year, because I think when mm-hmm. we did trivia, we that did was my again, thing. Yeah. It was about the years that the all the majors equalized the, the, uh, so it is the winnings. Yeah. They're all equal. Do, oh, do we know? Do we know what she spent the twenty-five pound gift <laughs> certificate on? No, but I bet you t-shirt. Could, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, Coach. Yeah, I've got one. Do you, all right, let's hear it. Okay, so there have been some marathon matches played in tennis, and there have been marathon matches played at Wimbledon. Mm. There, the longest match took place in two thousand ten between John Eisner, Eisner, and Nicolas Mahou. Of France. Was that a just a match or it was, it was just a, a match? Final, right? So it was in a match. And can I can I steal? You know this one? I do. Ah, uh, you do? <laughs> Is it your trivia question or you just know it? Uh I know I came across it researching. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm gonna let him so I'm gonna let him try first and then you can I'll let you answer it. So how long was that match? I'll give it was, you, a, it was eleven hours over three days. Eleven hours what? in three days. Yes, eleven hours. I like how Pete gave me the opportunity to try and answer that. He he didn't. <laughs> he just jumped right in. <laughs> Maestro, I'm sorry about that, but don't worry. I got I got a question. All you right. got any other question? No, that is a long. One. That's a long match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Fine, you got a question because that's a long match. That's fine. That's fine. All right, so uh, here we go. Here we go. Are here you guys go. ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Coach might know this. Apparently, we looked at the same website. <laughs> yes, uh, we did. All right, the fastest serve ever recorded oh, at Wimberlin was by an American oh, named Taylor Dent. The pronunciation of the last couple episodes have been terrible. Taylor oh, Dent, what the what Wim- have I Wimberdon? You said Wimberdon? Wimberdon. Edwin and Carsacion. <laughs> All right, we're just kidding. Go ahead. What? Has it been bad? We, uh, thanks, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it up. All right. <laughs> People go to buy, they eat their hamburgers at Wimbledon. <laughs> so how fast was this fastest serve? The fastest serve at Wimbledon. Yes. By Taylor Dent. Four choices here. All right, go ahead. 147 miles per hour. Wow. Mm-hmm. 161 miles per hour. 121.5 miles per hour. Or 108 miles per hour. Now, 147 is my pick. 121.5. Maestro is correct. Wow, that's insane. Uh, it was it was actually two hundred and thirty eight kilometers per hour, but I did a little math for you guys. Oh, well done! You converted. Yeah, and uh, I think I can't remember, yeah, but I think the fastest women's serve was around one hundred and eleven. I forgot what that number is. Oh, I thought because I thought Serena, I thought they said Serena could get it up to like one twenty. Can she? Maybe not at Wimbledon, but um, that's yeah. serious. Yeah, it's on the grass. So. And at Wimbledon, you have to wear all white. Correct. And like at one point, they made Federer change his shoes because the soles were orange. That's, come on, people. 
That's very British, though. They're like, it's we have the rule. Come on, align yourself, Federer. Strawberries and cream and everything's white. Yeah. So uh, here's the other interesting thing that I learned about Wimbledon. You know how they win that that kind of big silver plate oh, thing? Yeah. Yeah, they don't get to keep that. Oh, they don't? No, that stays at the club because it was made in like 1864. Oh, so there's one of them? So they get like a small replica. But yeah, but the thing that they're holding up goes back into the trophy case there. <laughs> Unlike the Stanley Cup where they take that to pool parties. Oh, my God. <laughs> they're all dented up. Oh, and, I'm sure oh, dudes yeah. have done some horrible oh, things to that. Like yeah. just horrible things and i love it <laughs> good times it would be it, it would be <laughs> nice work i would i would be interested in going to see some matches at wimbledon probably yeah. not like the main ones but no i think it should fun. be that should be our next well we, we need to have a stanley cup cup trivia oh i love that i wonder how cup. many like beers have been drunk oh a lot how many pools the Stanley Cup has it's floated fallen. in? What each dent stands for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Hockey. Hockey. All right. All right. Well, yeah. good job. Uh, last uh, last week, Coach was the MVP of the show. He did quite a bit of heavy lifting. This week, it's been Maestro. So we're going to reward him with the final thought. Final final thought. Final thoughts. Actually, final you know what's thought. what's funny about this final thought? I've been thinking about it this whole time. Um, I don't really have a final thought, but because, <laughs> because coach has been, um, so deflective of the cancer question, Oh, I'm going to throw the final thought on him only in a, I'm going to put him on the spot. Oh man. Only because it's very, it's very timely. A coach is in a bit of a quandary for uh, travel baseball. I want him as a final thought to give me three reasons why he doesn't want to coach next year. Oh, man. Okay. So, <laughs> first of all, let me just point out that the live stream numbers just doubled. This is a good question. <laughs> okay. And now you know how I feel when he asked me. I, can't I love this. All right. All right. Reason number one. It's a lot of time. And I mean, not just the time coaching between the lines, but like all of the work that we have to do prior to it. Mm-hmm. That's reason mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Time commitment. Mm-hmm. Plus, plus, plus the time crying every night. Yes, crying. Reason number two. Number two. The politics of it all. Now, mm-hmm. when I say the politics, I'm not necessarily talking about the parents on our team because I actually find our parents, quite honestly, some of the best that I've ever had. And I mean that honestly. But the politics of travel baseball and and these kids that that you want to try to find them a place to be a part of, you want them to be successful, and you're trying to create this atmosphere of baseball where it's fun and it's not about where am I going to I mean, It feels like as soon as a president is elected, they're immediately looking to their reelection four years later. So as, as soon as a season starts, the talk about where this kid's going to play next or what they're doing next year starts game two. And I'm like, it's not just about the baseball game. It's a, it's more about what this kid's going to do next. And three has been something that I've witnessed for three years being a part of travel baseball. And to be quite honest, the atmosphere is, it's not baseball to me. Like it is baseball, but there's so many, like the other night, this happens all the time. We were getting pounded. Like, like we were, there, we, we had already thrown the white flag up. We were, the, the game was over, but this other team had no awareness 
that as they ran the bases and stole the bases, stealing second, stealing third, coming home on a pass ball, up 15 runs, that their, their, their enjoyment to it, and these coaches had no awareness, that they're absolutely humiliating and destroying these kids' desire to be there at all. Like the fun had left on the, the train 20 minutes ago. Like in a major league game, when there is a team, there are unwritten rules. In a major league game, when a team is up by a certain amount of runs, things that don't happen, you don't steal. You hit station to station. If you hit the ball, good for you. Second thing, you don't take walks. You swing. Anything close, you swing. Walks are not part of the game. And three, you don't humiliate your opponent because you might play them again and you've been there before. And in travel baseball, those rules go out the door. It, it feels like a lot of these coaches have no idea about the game. And I love the is game. It, is there no mercy rule? There is, but you've got to get to a certain inning. So, I will say, mm. just talking about, this is just an, an interleague game. It's a mm-hmm. not even a tournament. A tournament's a different situation where you do get points for run for. Now then, I then I have to sit there and yeah. say I don't mind. Yeah, but this was, and this this was, this was your game the other night. Yes, two nights ago, and then, and you guys were playing Cobra Kai, coached by John Cleese. Yes, <laughs> yes, and they it, it it you know it's just stuff like that just makes me shake my head. And I, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say I'll never do it again, but I, I like we're at it. It's at a point now where it, it might be an okay time to, I don't know. I do love doing it. I, I enjoy it, but it's less about the baseball and more about the and bullshit. I, I do apologize for putting coach on the spot. No, there, right. there is a lot going on. There's talk of, you know, will there be a team next year? And, you know, coach has been asked to potentially coach. So I'm putting him on the spot only just to hear his thoughts. It was good. And, I don't mind, uh, and because because we're uh, recording live, he, he couldn't. Uh, I can't step away. He couldn't filter it. I couldn't. That was that was fun. I don't. I, don't I will know. say for putting him on the spot, he had a fairly organized three part response. <laughs> Could you tell? I thought. About <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are all super valid things, and Coach, uh, you know, my kids don't play baseball for you, but as a parent, I appreciate the good coaches out there. You're certainly. You're almost one of them. I mean, you're really close. No, you definitely are one of them. You are one of the good guys. And uh, I wouldn't do the show with you. If you weren't, I wouldn't be friends with you. You're the kind of, you're the kind of dad that you want kids to play for. Oh, I appreciate that. That makes, Uh, that makes one of us, Pete. Yeah. I also, (laughs) 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 you know, I also think, you know, I'd love to see a, a Hake Labaha, uh, coaching tandem oh, takeover. Let's see, like you do not. You do not. <laughs> oh, I, would, I, would, I would enjoy that so much. Oh man, I uh, you know Maestro. He uh, he and I coached together in the Blue Monkeys. We were undefeated. Soccer, I could coach. Baseball, man, I'm still trying to figure out this stupid sport. Yep. Good <laughs> what? All right. So that. It's been a big night in sports uh, Wednesday history. We had our second ever guest. We screwed up our second ever recording technically, and uh, we just had our first ever final thought. Deflection. What's the opposite? Of, yeah, deflection. It wasn't steeled. It's like forced no, it upon. Was, it, was, it was a deflection. It was. A deflection. It was. It was coerced. Uh, we got to think of a good name for that because I, we can do a buzzer sound oh, and yes. do, do, do. We final get, thought. We get one a year and you get to do it once a year. Oh. A handoff. We'll, we'll call it the handoff. I'm using my handoff. All right. 
Nice job there, Coach. Uh, nice job, Maestro, on the whole episode. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Maestro is the MVP tonight, so plus 17 for him. Nice work. Yeah, I didn't think about my, my outro. As he's thinking about that riff, Coach, what should our listeners be doing? Well, if you have a box in your garage, don't look at the box. I want you to Don't go to, look. Don't look in the box. Go nope. to the trunk. You know the cool. trunk that you have? You unlock it because they lock it because people don't want you in there. You flip it open, flip, push away grandma's quilt, go right down to the bottom, look at the bobbleheads, sort through the Mickey Mantle, find David Blatt, pat him on the head, tell him it's good night, David. Sports Wednesdays all done. <laughs> Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. Some music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Haig, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times. <laughs>